hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Our Football Podcast, episode 70. Happy Thursday, everybody. Oh my God, if we didn't think that we were going to have anything to talk about, we do now. And joining me as always is my counterpart, Adriana Terrazas. Adriana, how are you today? I'm great. I'm a bit cold and I feel really old because I had to it's go like make so myself a cup of tea. Cold. No, 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 no. It's, I feel like it's just cold. Like, obviously with... um global warming even if people don't want to talk about it it's going to get very very hot and then get really really cold so we're, i think we're hitting the point now just globally where it's getting very very cold because yeah. even, even here in la it's just freezing i think like at you know like seven o'clock in the morning like you like you do not want to get out of bed you're like no thanks i think I know, it, you open the windows and you can see like a little frost outside and you're like oh no like our and then our house has just like really terrible like insulation like it's just like the worst i have no idea who decided to create this house but it gets legitimately cold like you'll be under like four covers and you're just like there's no way it should be this cold and it sucks because the kids like when they sleep because kids are weird so like they'll like knock off the covers in the middle of the night so i think subconsciously i'm like waking up every like couple hours i'm like stop taking off the covers i just have to like re cover them it's it's a mess yeah agreed but um it's only 12 more days for christmas yay <laughs> i know that ollie actually actually oh no wait, wait, wait 14 10, not the 12th yeah 14 days <laughs> 14 <laughs> because day? like true mexicans we celebrate on the 24th and then the 25th yes. is just to eat food extra food. exactly leftovers best food yeah this is a good distraction for me because i have no idea so it's not covid before i start off like the house our house has been sick yes um, but every, well, every, every adult that's listened to me has gone to go get tested and everybody's tested negative, but I am dealing with like the worst body aches, like the last mm. couple of days and like a really it's massive, cold. yeah, I think it's, it's probably just cause it's cold and like, it feels like somebody's squishing my temple like every few hours. So that's fun. Um, but this will be a good distraction because there's tons of stuff that we have to talk about. <laughs> But yeah, let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at my notes. Okay, yeah, for sure. Let's get to it. Tons of stuff to talk about. We're going to kick it off with some Kogan Calf news because national team, finally, we have something concrete to work with. We're going to get into the signings and the bajas that are currently happening in Liga MX Femini because, oh my God, there's so much happening over there too. And then we're going to end it off with some Liga MX Femini finals because we have a Clásico Regia again. And Adriana has some feelings about it. Let's just say it that way. But Adriana, you let me know about this before it actually broke. Um, CONCACAF letting people know that there was going to be some exciting news regarding women's soccer here in this region. And sure enough, um, CONCACAF released the fact that they're going to, we have the World Cup qualifiers coming up. So we have dates for that coming up early next year and into 2024. But we're also going to get a Nations League. And um, according to the press release, it more than doubles the amount of national senior team national like games matches that they have um, compared to their current format. I mean, Adriana, we've been, I know we've been sad because, you know, we didn't get youth world cups this year because of the pandemic, but I mean, this is pretty good news going into next year and the years leading up on from there. I know. I mean, I, I guess we were excited, like just because an announcement was coming up and it had to do with women's soccer and with like something, I mean, it, they wouldn't announce something um, that was terrible or just something we wouldn't we wouldn't agree with. So we had lots of expectation, and then yeah, they came forward and said, um, "Okay, first of all, we're going to have twice as many games starting next year because that's the way it has to be. That's the way we need things to happen. 
so that we can have better performances by all teams and not only know that the US and Canada will probably beat everybody else in the world. Um, so yeah, first of all, that was just great news by itself. And then we got um, that the World Cup qualifiers system. It's, it's all kind of weird sometimes because I mean, we do have so many countries here and, and you have to start off with all the countries that are ranked um, 30 or worse <laughs> in the FIFA ranking. So they have to have that first phase. And then I think it's six of those teams make it to the next phase, which will be every team that's um, number three and below. And then you'll like the US and Canada, since they're the first two teams ranked, um, they'll just meet everybody in the final phase. So that's kind of what we're looking into for the 2023 World Cup. It was kind of weird, and I, I'm not entirely sure how many spots we're getting for CONCACAF for the 2023 World Cup. It only says that after we do all these phases uh, and they meet each other, I think it's summer of 2022. Yes. Um, the best two teams out of two groups of four, which means eight, eight total teams, will make it to the elimination phase. So I'm not sure if they're eliminating each other to have three places, maybe, I mean, if, if it were four, I'm guessing they wouldn't have that last phase and it would just be like, yep, yeah, top two teams of, of each of the group will just make it to the World Cup. The thing is, we're not, I don't think we've been told exactly how many places we're getting per confederation. So we're all guessing we get four because uh, 2023 is gonna be the first World Cup where we actually have 36 teams in the World Cup yeah. and not 24. So we're all just expecting that, but it's not entirely clear. It doesn't really say, oh, by the way, we're giving out three spots for the World Cup or four spots. So I'm guessing we're just all being really um, optimistic and make sure it's four. <laughs> also slightly pessimistic, because I said this in the group chat. The reason I have PTSD is because we all remember, even though it feels like forever ago at this point, at the beginning of this year, yes, this year, uh, we had Olympic qualifiers and only the top two teams in CONCACAF made it, which meant that there was a really small margin of a chance that the Mexico women's national team was going to make it against over Canada or the U.S., which are, you know, they're complete beasts. So, I, yeah, I had that exact question. Um, this is the exact wording from the press release. It says after, like Adriana said, so there's going to be um, – Eight teams are split up into two groups of four. And then after single round robin play, the top two from each group will qualify for the knockout rounds. And then the final point, the final bullet point says the final event will qualify CONCACAF teams into the FIFA Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand in 2023. So I'm assuming that final event is what you're saying is essentially those like semifinal final games. It seems like that's the case, but it just, it makes it sound weird. And I'm still, and, and I, I won't know for sure until they tell us for sure. But if it does end up being that the top four teams go in, that's pretty good. I mean, we just got the, the, we just got the latest FIFA ratings. And I know the men's side is currently in ninth. The women, I think, I believe are in 27th, but they're third in CONCACAF. So if you're just going to base it off of right now, technically we would qualify for the World Cup, which is kind of cool. I know. I, I love how we, we, we do math to make sure that, oh, yeah, in case it's only three, then we will probably make it through. <laughs> three. Well, um, I yeah. mean, we didn't qualify last time Jamaica. Then, I know. So, <laughs> yeah, so hopefully, I mean, yeah, I, I'm just really psyched that we're getting more activity and they're kind of forcing this up like upon the federations, which I'm, I'm, I'm all for it because, I mean, if we look back, we only had um, the senior national team have a call up all the way until March when they went to the Cyprus Cup. And that was nope. it. We, nope. we did have a U20 call up. We did have a U17 World Cup, I mean, call up. Um, 
I, th I think they even had a virtual call for the U17s, I think. Um, but we didn't see the senior national team any other nope. time during the rest of the year, which really sucks. I mean, Nothing. we saw the men's yeah. side, we saw the youth squads, we just saw every single squad except the senior women's side. The, so the men's side almost got canceled like three times and they still managed to either find a new <laughs> team, find a new place to play, whatever it is that they needed to do. And we didn't even get, I mean, we said this before, Adriana, they didn't even get like a repechaje kind of national team thing where they only got Liga MX senior team players together and, and did some sort exactly. of camp, you know, nothing. Um, so this is huge. And then like Adriana said, going off of that, you know, we don't just have the world, the world cup to look forward to. Then we also have the nation's league and that'll be um, from the, from 2023 to like April 24th is when they'll have like the centralized like competition. But this is good because this means that, you know, I was thinking of it, even though I was kind of hyperbolizing. It's like, you know, now I guess all these players that we've kind of looked at at Liga Max Femenil or even abroad and stuff are like, what are we doing now? Are we just prepping for the World Cup? Like, no, now we kind of have what we've always had for the men's squad. Now we have options for them to go. Okay, maybe one of you guys will go to World Cup qualifiers, but guess what? Don't worry, we'll have Nations League and you'll have your chance at Nations League. You know, it just opens up so many different avenues for them to feel like we're not, because essentially that's all that CONCACAF really gets. All they really get as of right now is World Cup qualifiers. And then after that, it's like, what are we really playing for? Like Cyprus Cup, the Pan American Games, you know, this is now consistently something that they look forward to. And hopefully this also means that eventually we will have some kind of a semblance of a gold cup for the women's side as well. Yeah, agreed. I mean, first of all, I have to be totally honest. I still don't get the Nations League format. I've, I've seen it so many times. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've Googled it. Um, I've looked at videos trying to explain it. Um, I just don't get it. I mean, it's, it's so complicated because you have like three leagues and then if you do really poorly from the first league or the top league, then you're relegated to the second one. And if you do really well from the second one, you go to the first. But I, something like that, something like really weird goes on between those like three leagues, um, which is, yeah, it's, it's far beyond my understanding. I mean, it's, it's, it's a weird system, but okay. I, I really don't care. And just let us know who we're playing and what's at stake. Um, and it, it's activity. I mean, it's, it's a tournament for the women's side. The only thing, I mean, not, not that I want to be really picky and be like, oh, this, is, this, this isn't a really amazing answer because it is. Um, I would have loved a, a CONCACAF Champions League um, with the clubs. I mean, yes. that's, that's the only thing I would have liked. I would have loved a little bit better than having a Nations League would have been a CONCACAF Champions League with, with the, like club level. Yeah. I think that would have been totally amazing. It would have been just great to see um, other, other clubs, not only NWSL and Liga Max, but to see what other countries are up to. Um, maybe, I don't know, I was thinking maybe it's just really complicated because other... Um, Central American teams, I mean, Central American countries don't have um, a league that could support that kind of like a competition. But again, the whole point of this is for us to uh, like jumpstart other, other countries and other leagues and make sure that they're, they're having really great programs. So I don't know, maybe in the long run we'll get that, but that would have been really exciting. I mean, there were some little rumors. Nothing has been concrete as far as I've seen. I don't know if you've seen it, Adriana, you know, kind of like, like you're saying, there women's soccer especially here in the americas is still so severely underdeveloped in a lot of ways um but i know like a conmable concacaf kind of libertadores style thing was kind of like making the reins lately i mean that would be pretty awesome to see i mean what would what wouldn't we want to see except tigres family go against some of the top teams around the around this area but uh, yeah i mean why can't they give us both why can't they give us everything we want is it too much to ask for that's what that's what it always comes down to but no this is great i mean from a national steam 
team standpoint, you know, we did get the Liga MX feminine back. There has been slight hiccups here and there with it, you know, with all the COVID cases that still end up happening. But when you think about it in the context that you just mentioned, we haven't seen any type of national team activity this entire year, except for their elimination and then Cyprus Cup, um, where it was a few of them. You know, this is a step in the right direction. And it also means we have things to look forward to for next year. And I'm sure for the players as well, they are looking forward to it. You know, players like Alison or Nicole, who still have a lot of time left in their futures, now they have something to look forward to. Now they have real competitions on an international level that they can look forward to that for their career from that club development level that we're that we're talking about I mean there's so much rumors going on right now it just it just probably gets them excited in some way you know because somebody out there somewhere is going to be able to see them on, to, on an international level and we know how much that mm-hmm. helps the men's side every once in a while when we get those like international performances. Agreed. It'll, it'll just make, it will be just like the entire window that sometimes I think Liam X players need to make sure that other countries, other fans um, are getting access to whatever level of performance they're, they're giving. Um, and obviously it'll also be really interesting because since the World Cups, the U17 and the U20 um, were pushed back, we have like a forced generational change with the national team because now we have players that won't be available for the U20 or the U17 and they will be like pushed up a level. So I'm guessing that means we're going to start seeing really young players at senior team level because they just won't make it in the U20 anymore. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm really hopeful that they make it, they, they take the step in a really good and uh, like really um, planned way because otherwise it's just going to be a mess. But hopefully there'll be some communication between the U20s, the senior team, and make sure that this is a, a positive transition and not somewhere where we kind of like burn out players and they're just not making that transition as smoothly as it could be. Yeah, definitely. Now, if only they can make some <clears throat> changes with the managerial side. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Speaking of significant changes, um, just in the way that women's soccer is going, huge news. Um, we are having Bajas. We are having transfers going on in Liga Mex Femenil. Um, Scarlett Naya has now been uh, named the um, head coach for Leon Femenil. I mean, obviously, they had a rocky end, so really looking forward to what she can do over there. Um, but huge news for Pachuca's side, Eva Espejo, who was originally the coach, got promoted. Nobody told us anything. They kind of just said, hey, by the way, she's getting promoted over to sporting director for the team. But this is the huge news, Adriana, for talking about development for women's side. Tonya Is has now been named the uh, head coach over at Pachuca Femenil. And for those of you who don't know her, she was actually the one who led Spain to win the U-17 World Cup that got a second place um, back in 2018 with the Historicas. So, I mean... This was huge news. First off, credit to Leon and Pachuca for both using their men's platforms to spread this news. I thought it was a really great, just like doesn't take much, um, you know, to do that. Doesn't take a lot of hard work. Use their socials to announce both of these information. But I, I think this is like a huge move in the MX Feminine and for the development of Pachuca themselves. I was really shocked because, I mean, we all talked about, um, I mean, it, it was a common conversation regarding Eva Espejo seeing maybe she just reached the point where, I mean, she could take on another position. Is, is she reaching her limit as a coach? Does he have, she have to go learn a little bit more and then come back, stuff like that. And then all of a sudden we start seeing on social media, hey, guess what, we have a new coach. And we're like, wait, what, what happened with Eva Espejo? I thought it was really wise of, her, of switching her to be um, in that managerial position, just like Nelly Simone is with Chivas. Um, we have that position in Mazatlan, Puebla, and America as well. So now we have another team that actually has a position where someone's in charge of, of that like sports direction for, for the women's side. 
Um, and then we, they go off and, and have the first um, international coach come in with such an amazing experience, someone that's used to bringing up players when they're still kind of in that youth system. Um, obviously, we, we were like, oh, no, but, but she, she beat us. She, she, she took away that, that first place in that World Cup, in that U-17 World Cup two years ago. But again, it just goes to show, I mean, I, I love it because Pachuca set, like, they set the bar when, when it comes now to hiring coaches because they, they broke whatever tradition um, other, other clubs were doing about just having the coaches come in, um, sometimes with less experience, sometimes coming in from the youth system, sometimes, yeah, with, with some experience in women's soccer. And now they bring in someone that has tons more experience, I think, than probably anybody else in the league at this point. Um, and I, I'm really excited to see what she can bring in for Pachuca, not only as a team, but also like a, a, as an institution and just try to bring that whole other level for Pachuca. So I'm, I'm really excited to see um, what she can do, uh, what she can just bring into the league, not only to Pachuca. And obviously, I think it also is an opportunity for some players to start showing themselves and maybe she can be that bridge between them and going to some other league, probably Spain. So yeah, let, let's see what happens. A really amazing job by, by Pachuca for having both of these decisions, having Evespejo um, take that managerial position and bringing in Doña Is. No, yeah, definitely. And I think you hit it right on the nail there, right? It's going to be that bridge. And I think it speaks volumes to, I don't know, maybe she sees potential. I mean, obviously we're going to try to heighten its, its importance because of what it means to us, this league. But I don't know. I mean, she was in Spain. She did have a lot of options. She, she did play for the Spanish national team. She was the coach for the U-17 Spanish squad. So she obviously had roots in Europe where she was seeing the development of women's soccer over there. And for her to decide to come over here, like you said, huge credit to Pachuca for convincing her. But obviously she has her own mind. So she must see something mm -hmm. good happening here. And I mean, we don't blame her. We see the potential that this league has. Um, I know that uh, the new, you know, league president also talked about how important that this league is going to be for Mexican soccer. So, uh, yeah, it all seems to be pointing in the right direction. And just like we've seen with Carla Rossi, right, this, this, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like belief in, you know, women who believe in this league obviously has brought about positive, uh, positive fruition. So I only hope that this goes in the right direction. And, maybe even leads some more teams to just see what's going on. I mean, we still haven't seen her and we still haven't seen the results of what Pachuca could do. They had kind of a rocky season this season, but um, you know, hopefully it just means that it's in the right direction. And we do kind of see that, that Rossi-esque influence that she had to get at with Pachuca too. I would hope at least. I, I, I really hope so. I mean, I, I'm just really excited. It, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like like a foreign exchange program that we all we got um, going all of a sudden, and that now we have someone that has an entire different mentality, different preparation, different structure. Could just exactly really whatever they do for Pachuca is just going to be amazing for the entire league. I mean, we, we've spoken about how much we wish Pachuca had that Liga MX title at this point already. So, I, I also love the fact that it's that they showed as a club that they're not happy with how things are going. It doesn't mean that things are doing like they're doing poorly or anything. I mean, they're they're a great team. They have amazing players. Um, they have their own facilities. They have their own jersey. But it just means that yeah, we're not happy with with just that. We do want that league championship. So we're gonna just break the mold and do something different. And this is the way to go. So I'm I'm really happy they took that step because I, I wish other clubs did the same. Yeah, most definitely. So all the best to Pachuca. Looking forward to what that brings uh, for the new season. Now, Adriana, are you mentally ready for what we're about to talk about next? 
I'll be ready as ever. <laughs> okay. So if you haven't been, if you've been living under a rock, which I don't think you have, the social has been buzzing about this for like the last two days, but okay, bear with me. So about a week ago, uh, which is common, right? The teams who are eliminated are now basically looking forward to the next year. So we've seen bajas, we've seen transfer, uh, not transfers yet, not nothing super concrete yet, but we have seen bajas and we have seen teams who have been eliminated announcing their bajas. So about a week ago, Chivas Femini did announce some of their bajas. As of right now, or as of that moment, there were about eight bajas, including Janelle Farias, who hadn't played. She was on the pod. She was talking about how excited. So that one was kind of weird to me. I'm not going to lie, Adriana. Um, but in that was also Guadalupe Velasquez, um, Andrea Sanchez, not Andrea Sanchez, the, the one that we're going to talk about that used to play for Chicago Red Stars. It was the Maria Andrea. And then we also had Dani Pulido. So after these bajas come out, Dani Pulido, I don't know if it was right after or just a little bit after or before. I can't even remember the timeline anymore. But Dani Pulido comes out with the video basically venting and letting people know how she felt, what was going on with her. Um, saying things that we already know, right? The challenges that come with being a Liga Max Feminine player, the amount of money that they don't really make, and you know she's having to drive to and from practice, and the, the how gas costs and all this stuff. So you kind of see bubbles boiling, right? And then did you feel that way? When all yeah, this stuff? yeah. You, you could see something was coming up. Yeah, something was coming up. Then I got news, and this wasn't part of the original Baja list that Maria Sanchez, Chicago Red Star, is absolutely amazing, phenomenal assist maker this season, was also going to be leaving the team. She was essentially not going to renew her contract, which was, okay, why didn't they announce it originally? It's kind of weird. Um, right, but she she was going to explore her options. So there's another one. Why didn't they release her information when they made the list of bajas? That's kind of weird. Then we get a second <laughs> announcement. This is from Natalia Leon, saying that Nicole Perez is no longer going to be with the team either. I think this was like two days ago, or was it yesterday? I don't even remember. It's all happening so fast. No, this is not the Maria Sanchez one has been confirmed. Nicole Perez has been confirmed too. They've already released their statements. And then this, was it this morning, Adriana? We're recording on Thursday. Was it this morning that Chivas Femini decided to release that video with Nalexima? Yeah, it was today, yes. Then this morning, after all this news is breaking, Chivas Femini finally decides to release them as additional bajas. Nalexima goes on the record saying, yeah, they decided to leave for personal reasons, you know, but we're still in, in amicable terms. We're all doing well. Um, you know, they're just, they're just see seeking their own things. Basically saying, like, we don't want people who don't want to be here, and we're going to respect that, but this is what we're going to try to do here. Now we're getting weird rumors that Lisa Cervantes is also thinking about leaving. Uh, I've seen Follow Fox's name kind of go out there. That one I haven't been able to confirm. Um, but it just seems like a lot really fast, and it makes you wonder what exactly is going on with U.S. Feminine. I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it just got off, like, it was just, like, getting us off guard, because last week, I think it was Thursday or Friday, that's when Chivas came out and said, these are the players that we're just cutting, we're cutting from the team, and some others that are just, um, have an option of just going to another team on loan, and then all of a sudden we started getting these rumors, and you're like, oh my god, it's Nicole Perez and Maria Sanchez, who, yeah, I mean, they're probably two of the three, four, five best players in the squad so you start wearing when it's just more than one right particularly Nicole um, Perez for me I mean Maria Sanchez was a huge one because like you just came off of this really great season you know mm -hmm. why aren't you gonna stay but Nicole Perez for me felt a little bit more like harsh if you're gonna think of it that way 
because she is essentially like a developed like a homegrown player if you will like she's yeah. been developed by the team so for her to want to leave and the other thing that was weird is that both of their press releases which again they're press releases so obviously you have to do what you have to do in press releases they kind of both want need to make the point that they're not leaving for bad like in bad terms they're just seeking yeah. their own career and rest i don't know the whole thing just seems really strange to me i know it, it, it felt strange to me too because again i mean you, you don't I, I i understand why they would want to leave but again like you were mentioning nicole Perez has been there since 2018 she only missed the first tournament maria sanchez only joined the team this year so it's, it's kind of like a short term if you're just looking to being with a team for a year or so i mean we didn't even get the entire season last semester so yeah, you start hearing rumors that things are not doing well in the club. That some players are thinking about leaving. Yes, lots of them were, were they were um, ending their contracts in December. So obviously that's when you have that opportunity to make a decision and see if you want to keep on going, if you want to look into other clubs. So yeah, it, it's it, it's it's a difficult situation for the club because again, these are really key players, and you start hearing rumors that it's not necessarily because I mean, yeah, they I, both of them could play just about anywhere they want because they're really good. But other like on, on, on the other hand, you're like the way that they're leaving. It doesn't seem as though it was something that both parties were kind of agreeing on. So um, the club apparently did everything they could to make them stay. They still wanted to leave. Um, on one hand, I'm thinking, for instance, Nicole Perez. She could easily go, I think, to some club in Spain and start building her career there. She's really young. She's has lots of lots to learn, but she's a national team player, uh, great leader on the field. So I'm guessing she could do it, no problem. Maria Sanchez, I think, could go back to the NWSL as well or, or just go to another league in, in Europe as well. So I'm kind of happy for them in that sense, but it really doesn't seem as though they left on like in the best terms with the club, despite them saying they did. Yeah. I agree. And I agreed with you. You had a tweet earlier to that you're like, at least, you know, like the executives came out and, and announced it, right? It must yeah, be, I, I mean, I give them that credit, right? That that video is kind of strange, right? It's 12 minute, a 12 minute YouTube yeah, video. Let's, where yeah, let's interview our, our, our like, like managerial position and ask them, yeah, our sporting director and ask her why she's letting players go. <laughs> Also, um, she does not yeah. look happy in that video. Like, I know body language. I, I like. How do I say it? You can't yeah. act, right? You're not an actor. But that body language did not seem happy. She did not look like she. No, was it, it seemed like it seemed like she was in a really tough spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I I got slightly criticized. Like, oh, you're defending whatever decision the club is making, stuff like. That. I was like, no, I'm just really appreciating the fact that they came forward and said something about all these rumors. It doesn't mean I agree with what they're deciding or if I actually believe what they're saying. Um, but I'm just really happy that they came forward because I would have loved America to come forward and say why they let Estefania Fuentes leave um, this year as well. I would have loved yeah. Solos to come forward and say why they let the entire squad leave at the, uh, during the summer. I would have loved Necaxa to come forward and say why they're still making players travel at 4 a.m. on a bus. So just yeah. anytime anybody comes forward and just takes on that responsibility will always get an applause from me, but despite the fact that I think it's kind of the responsibility to do so. But since many of them don't, I, I really appreciate the fact when they do. But again, it doesn't mean that we necessarily agree with what they're deciding or the way they're acting. No, yeah, 100%. And I think I remember us before the season started, right? Savio's um, left out of nowhere. They bring in Mejia. And we did give praise to them once again for just coming out and saying something, right? It wasn't a whole story. She did that in the video as well. She kind of, 
hinted at the reason that Savayos left. She, I, I don't know the direct translation in English, but it's like extracurricular activities off the field, which again, yeah. sounds weird. I don't know what to make of that either. It just, it all sounds weird, but I think it goes back, but I agree with you in where, okay, at least I said something. So we're kind of getting a version from mm -hmm. both sides, right? Yeah. But I think what it comes down to with this is it just feels like too many people and too many of the faces of the team leaving mm -hmm. and that's yeah. where it gets really strange because it it would essentially I don't know the, the, what it came to mind is like if Dani Espinoza out of nowhere just decided to leave right after yeah, having exactly. the season that she had you know you kind of start, you do ask those questions why are you leaving what's mm -hmm. going on I mean yeah Nelly kind of answers that question says we did everything that we could but what did you do? And we're not going to get those answers. You know, we're not, we're not in the team or inside the club. We're not going to get those definitive answers, but it just seems like too many too fast and too many of the big names, like you're saying that are leaving, which makes it really. Yeah. And even though nothing's been confirmed, um, I know Nicole Perez has been circulating that she might be heading over to Rayadas. Nothing has been confirmed. Even her agency, came, somebody from her agency came out and said, no, she hasn't signed anything. What does that mean if they head over to other teams in the league? Because if they go to NWSL or they go to Europe, that's amazing. What if yeah. they end up going to other teams? That's the part where it's like you didn't want – you wanted to stay in the league, but you don't want to stay with Chivas. And that's – I really – like, despite the fact that it, it would just speak volumes about how they left the team and then the reason they did, even though they won't confirm it, I would really regret them going to another team because I don't think – especially in, in, in Nicole Perez's case where she, when she's so young – I, I think her capacity or her potential is beyond what the league can offer right now. So I would really regret her staying because it just means she won't grow as much as she could. The only reason, like, I mean, despite the fact that, yeah, I don't want her to go to any other team because I'm a Chivas fan and I, I would have loved her to stay. But, um, but yeah, I, I just think for her professionally, she's at a point where she can learn a lot more if she goes to probably any other league. So I'm hoping she does because, again, I think her potential will be that much higher if if she's has that if she's request like getting this higher level of competition within her team and within another league. Um, for Maria's case, being a little bit more experienced player, um, I, I could understand her going to another team. But again, if you go like to some team like Rayadas or Tigres, um, despite the fact that these are amazing squads, I also think that the fact that there's just so many in those squads already might not, might not be really beneficial for you as a, as a single player. I mean, obviously, as a team, it's just going to make it that much better, right? But again, I, I think they need to be um, yeah pushed to just show a lot higher performances. For me, it was more of the fan base, like especially with, I guess, Nicole. I mean, I'm sure Maria really um, – feels it as well or you know I mean she's she when she started she said how big of a Chivas fan she was um but I also think from like a fan perspective it must not be lost on them moving to another Liga Mexican yeah. team you know so that's the other part too I mean there's so many just missing holes that you're not going to get the whole story but those are the little like factors that I keep thinking about is you know leaving after trying to you know go for that title again um, for Maria, it's her first season. For Nicole, yeah, she's a developing player and she's got a lot more to offer. Um, but moving to somewhere else, and particularly if the, you know, for those rumors to move to Rayadas, that would probably hurt the fan base. And I don't think that that's lost on her too. And according to yeah. Nelly Simon in that video, 
there's a few more players that ended their contracts in December. And so, yeah, they're looking into it. That's really then, scary. That's yeah. It's like, how many more are you going to leave? I, I made a joke. I'm like, Chota's going to be left with nobody in the preseason. And <laughs> like, it sucks. He's going to be stuck in the locker room with like, I don't know. Yeah, like all the Nelly. players. Like Nelly. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. We will see. I mean, we'll definitely have more to talk about. I'm sure the next time we record, but Chivas is a little bit of a dumpster fire right now. Yeah, hopefully things will just be a little, a little bit better in the coming weeks. Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> but moving on, speaking of one of those teams, Rayadas, Tigres, once again, Adriana, we get a Clásico Regio. I mean, we'll definitely dive into every team next week with the season when the season's officially over. So we'll talk a little bit about Querétaro and América then. But Adriana, you and I had feelings about yet the fourth Clásico Regio final. I, I'll let you start first and then I'll get into my feelings. <laughs> It's not that I dislike the fact of having an opportunity to see two games with the best teams in the league. It's, it's just the fact that, as you mentioned, this will be the fourth time we have that occasion happen. So um, I'm really happy because, again, it's, it's just a prize to all the effort these clubs have put into getting really great players, making sure they're fit, making sure they're high, really like tons of expectations are, are surrounding these players and they're committed to them and they actually deliver all the results. Everything we expected from them, they delivered. They always do. Um, it's always, it, the thing that always gets me is I wish that we saw that same level out of pro, just any other team. Um, I mean, America was pretty close. We saw Chivas have an amazing start of the season. Atlas was second place in the tournament and, and, and they, they faced Querétaro in the quarterfinals, which we all regret because we wanted both teams to make it just a little bit further along in the season. Um, so I, I, the only thing I regret is the fact that we still haven't seen someone that could start to break that, that dominance that we've seen from Monterrey and Tigres. That's the part that I regret. I agree. I mean, I don't think Tigres... And I did the preview because we did a little video for those who saw it. Um, for me, I don't even think Tigres was ever at their full because they like they either had COVID cases or the team seemed a little bit off. But even in their offness, they were still the top team in the league. And they basically like walked through this entire Ligia. Like there was there was never a doubt that they were gonna lose to any of the teams that they faced ever like Pachuca yeah. like no disrespect to Pachuca but I basically saw that as okay Tigres is making it to the semifinals and then we got to the Querétaro game and yeah Querétaro had that stunning comeback against Atlas but you saw it as I mean the, the Querétaro is going to have to do something amazing which they're capable of because now we've seen it against Atlas but there was you still didn't fully believe that they were going to beat Tigres and you know Tigres was I don't even think they really showed their full form um, because they could have scored way more goals than they did, in my opinion. Um, and then you had Rayadas, who, yeah, saying, you know, they've kind of kicked it up a notch because this is the same team that lost to Chivas at some point during the regular season, right? America had a super off semifinal. I'll just, I mean, we'll dive more into what they have to do later on next week, but they just had an off like mm -hmm. semifinals it was just like you know yeah you were right out there there were a ton of goals scored but not in the way that we wanted to see between the America and Rayadas so to, I don't know to see it again I mean I remember being at the final last year I can't believe it's already been a year and excited for Rayadas to possibly get their first title which they did and it was exciting and it was this really grand thing um, and I and I said it. I don't like. We've seen more like newcomers, like especially like you know U.S. Uh, um, 
based fans get into the league so i definitely recommend they watch it we're fortunate enough that tigres ended first so we are going to be able to see it on tudene on monday which we weren't able to do last season um but it 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 goes back to that yeah it's true it's like we need somebody else to kind of like push that envelope of either bringing yeah. them not necessarily bringing them down but pushing themselves up as much as possible um, and you kind of thought maybe you'd see that with the America Rayadas, but everything just didn't work for America. And I, uh, yeah, Cuellar had a lot to do with that. Dani Espinosa had a lot to do with that too. But it's like, what is else is missing where everybody else can catch up to them? Because that's what I'm worried about in the long term. I know I, I put I put it out there on social. I said, are we tired of this yet? And I, respectively, so Tigres and Rayadas fans were like, why are we going to be tired of this? They're the best in the league. You know, other teams, have to, that's true. But mm-hmm. what? But then, what's going to happen? We're going to just expect, you know, Rayadas and 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 Tigres every time, and then at that, you know, it it will be a funny joke. But is is that all we're going to really look forward to? That's the part that worries me. Um, not so much because I don't want there to be good teams. I I do look forward to watching Tigres play. I think that connection between Stephanie Mayor and Gati Martinez is amazing. I think Gati Martinez in and of herself is amazing. I've loved seeing Christina Birkenrode signed with Rayadas, doing great things. You know, same thing with Desiree Monsivais, but I just want there to, to that be like expanded throughout the league. Yeah, agreed. I mean, we, we've spoken about this so many times. How how even little things they these teams usually do better than than other teams. I mean, it's from social media. It's from making sure that both squads are just part of the club and not the men's side and the women's side. I mean, you, you see photos because we haven't gone there in a year. Um, of the Stadio Universitario, and they have photos of the women's team players with the men's team players. Um, I even saw a story that, that Tom Marshall published, um, I think it was last week on ESPN, saying how when Houston Dash visited Tigres last year, I think it was, yeah. um, how they saw all these little details and it just made them like open their eyes and be like, oh, we should do this with the club, despite the fact that unlike what happens here in Liga MX, the clubs in the NWSL aren't really like integrated to the, to the MS, uh, MLS players, right? MLS teams. Yeah. So, but still, I mean, you see that here and you're wishing, hey, I mean, I, saw, I wish I saw that with Pumas. I wish I saw that with Mecaxa. I mean, you do see it with some of the clubs, but not all of them. And it's those little details that just show how much commitment some clubs are putting behind these women's projects. Because, I mean, even, even Nelly Simon said in the interview that, that they posted, um, I mean, they don't have really great numbers yet. I mean, especially in, a, in the year when we had this terrible pandemic, I mean, you still don't see clubs being that really great, like like we're, we're getting revenue and we're just making earnings out of, out of whatever's coming in from the women's team. We're just not seeing that yet. But I mean, you definitely see teams that are trying to do that. I mean, I think the Monterrey and Tigres are pretty close to it. I mean, whenever they had games at their stadiums, you could see really great, like like a really great attendance numbers when, when, whenever they had games at home. So yeah, it, it's just, I mean, that's the part that kind of always gets us. Why do some teams take it seriously? Why? And please don't say it's money because it really isn't. Um, and, and why other teams are just like, just going on with this because they have to. So that's the part that always gets us. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I think Rayadas does have a huge fan base. I mean, I was actually looking after Tom released that article um, of like the Tigres content that I had kind of praised and I searched for it on my Twitter. And sure enough, just this year, I think that before the pandemic, they were taking team photos and Tigres, not the women's, not the feminine account, but the men's account, 
like posted a video of Gnac and Gati Martinez right next to each other. And it was like, yeah, exactly what Tom was talking about. It was what they were doing. You know, they're always making this point where I'm sure, um, you know, when the final starts, the Tigres side is probably going to be putting something in some capacity, the men's account, about them being in the final. I mean, and, and, I, and I go back to my original point. Do I want people to engage with it? Of course. Do I think that these are two great teams that are going to give us an amazing final once again? No doubt. And if there was no pandemic, you would see what we saw for the last couple of years, just, just filled up stadiums about how much the Regios care about their team, regardless of gender. And I'm all for that. But it's like Adriana was saying, it's not the financial support that, that the other teams need to have. It's, it's really recognizing what can be done. And I, I think it kind of goes back full circle to what we're talking about with Chivas Femenil. What is going on over there that one of the top teams, if not, I, I know the Femenil have their feelings about Clásicos and stuff, but this is probably the biggest team in Mexico. And your women's team was actually doing pretty well. Your women and your men's teams got, you know, pretty far in the Liguilla. What's going on that you can't keep players, that you're not going to be able to keep players? Because all that work, at this point, unless something happens, unless Nelly has something worked out and Chora is going to come back and have this huge game plan, all the work that was built up from this season is gone. There's nothing there anymore. You know, that, that Maria Sanchez-Licha connection, it's gone. It, it's not working anymore. Um, and, or, um, and then with America, too, you, you crumbled in the final, in the final uh, semifinal against Rayadas. Like, what's happening? What's your new work? Cuellar? I don't think Cuellar works anymore, in my opinion. You know, Pachuca, you, you will see what they do. Querétaro will see what they do. But it goes more than just, like, the financial aspect. It's like, what are you really doing to, to show these players in a way that maybe Rayadas and Tigres are doing that you're not doing? And that's the part that it, it becomes worry, worrisome for me. Yeah, agreed. I mean, hopefully, despite the fact that the winter break is a lot shorter than the, than the summer break, we'll still see positive changes for the clubs. I mean, obviously we know some of them are going to end contracts and, and look into all these changes, but again, hopefully it's long enough um, so that we actually see something positive coming out of the breaks and not something that we're like, how did they start the season with this? And like we, we talked about Cholos during the summer. It was like, they just, they, they, they just destroyed the squad that was coming into this semester. And, and obviously the results, I mean, they speak for themselves. But hopefully, despite the fact that again, it's a short, it's a really short break. See clubs go really make maybe tough decisions, but really right the right ones anyway. Um, looking into whatever brings twenty twenty one. Yeah, definitely. So we'll keep an eye on more more stuff going on during the preseason with the Liga MX but. Watch the Classico Feminine final. Watch the Classico Regia final. It's going to be a good one. It starts tomorrow. Um, that we unfortunately here in the US don't have a broadcast. So everybody look out for each other. Look for those links. But the final on Monday, which will be the second leg, um, will be on through the end. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Adriana, so much stuff that we had to talk about today. Any final word? Who are you? Who do you think wins the final, by the way? Um, it's really tough. Um, I was, I was remembering Tigres has never won a, a championship whenever they play the second leg at home. I mean, it, it's only happened once, but they lost it against America. Um, yeah. Both times that they've won, they've done it whenever they, they play Rayadas at home for the second leg. Um, so now it's going to be the other hand. I mean, Tigres wants to get that championship at home despite not having any fans. But um, I'm kind of rooting for Rayadas only because I really don't want Tigres to have that huge margin, which is already really pretty big, but it's an even bigger margin against other teams. So if, if we could get Rayadas to just level up, I mean, I think that would be better for the league. 
I don't know. I kind of want them to get three. Like, there was a part of me that was like, you know what? If they get three, I won't hate it. I know we just finished complaining about the Clásico Regia finals, but I wouldn't hate if they got three. But then, yeah, that huge gap might be hard. But then Rayada's getting a back-to-back victory uh, titles. That'd be pretty chill for them, too. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'm on the fence. <sighs> I'm going to say Rayadas. I'll say Rayadas, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Rayadas. Tigres, no disrespect. If man is listening to this, I'm sorry. No disrespect either. I just, I kind of want that Rayadas back-to-back. Also, because the men's side in really petty ways lost to Puebla, it'd be hilarious for the women. A good hilarious for them to win. And don't give them yeah. iPads again for winning. <laughs> yes, please don't. <laughs> but anything else? I know we had tons of stuff to talk about today. Uh, anything else um, before we say goodbye? I mean, as usual, keep up with the content. Um, hashtag Liga Max Fem ENG. Um, we'll probably be really busy despite not having much activity after next Monday. But again, off season, let's see what clubs bring in, what changes they do with the squad. So yeah, you'll find us there, and hopefully, we'll see lots of good good information come through and make sure twenty twenty one starts off on the right foot. Oh yeah! Before we leave, too, I know you got kicked out of the uh, Mexican soccer show bracket, but who's winning the men's final too? We'll throw them a bone. <laughs> <laughs> um, the men's final, I think Leon is winning. What? Okay. Yeah, Leon. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards Leon. So let's see. Much of the soup. So it's time for me to go. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Like Adriana said, keep up the content. Follow the hashtag LeonMexFEMENG. And enjoy the final. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. Bye-bye. Bye.